Another week, another dive into the indie music scene with a brilliant artist and bloody good music. Hi, I'm May, and today on Made in India, I bring you New Delhi-based musician and producer Harshad Mishra, a.k.a. Hashbase. We talk about his first tryst with music, what he loves about playing bass, the life of a session musician, and how his EP called Fruits was inspired by Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, and super special. He performs three unreleased tracks as a Made in India exclusive. And oh my gosh, I am so lucky and so grateful to have the chance to showcase his new music. The first song you hear features Harshit's friend, Punjabi singer-rapper Jasdeep Singh, a.k.a. Burra. Hi, my name is Hashbase. I'm here with me on Made in India podcast. The first song I'm going to play is called Someone to Believe in Me featuring... My dear friend, Burra. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoy it. Karla Vishwas, goi me rete. Karla yakin, goi me rete. Fir me jeevanga, khul ke jeevanga. Karla Vishwas, goi me rete. Karla yakin, goi me rete. Fir me कहानियां मेरे हावी हो जज्बाता भुल के आप नल लावे कोई आप दे जग न Sunna lo ma jeevanga Sunna lo ma jeevanga Sunna lo ma jeevanga 
आपका काम बहुत अच्छा है and i was like thanks and he was like aap mein soul bahut hai and i was like thanks and he was like that's like you have a lot of soul yes okay. he said you have a lot of soul and i really like your work and he had this flair which i was like hmm interesting who is this guy and the next thing what i know was he had few collaborations with other people come out and it really caught my ear and i was like hey you want to write a song and he heard this beat yeah. and apparently he says that he wrote this song for me and um He wrote the song for you. Yeah, that's kind of beautiful. Which I still don't and believe. And then it began. Yeah. So actually, you and I have known each other for some time. <laughs> <laughs> My days in radio in Chennai. Yeah. Your days in Chennai. <laughs> Metal bass player. <laughs> Metal bass player. So, okay, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You were part of eighty three miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who remembers 83 miles per hour or 83 MPH? MPH. <laughs> yes. And I think at that time you were part you were part of the band while I was in Chennai. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I mean, I know you quit, but you were studying mechanical engineering and then or was that way before that? I ran from mechanical engineering in Delhi. As far away as you and could. And then I came to study sound from SA. As every, as every sound engineer in this country have been saying. Bad 77 represent. After that, there was nothing else in that school. Correct. So that's when I, we met. And then. And then that's when I started yeah. playing bass. By the way, just as a, a curiosity, bass is not usually the go-to instrument. And I was like, I must become a bass player when I grow up. So when, how did bass sort of become the thing? Because when you used to, used to play piano. I'm actually, I started playing piano, and. Uh, at very young or no it was a hobby like oh. like playing hindi songs yeah <laughs> like i used to after my school i used to go do music tuitions yeah, yeah, and i, I would pick up songs oh wow You're i did the whole furelis and all na 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 all that and then moonlight see i i i did pehla nashaino oh <laughs> <laughs> we had different uh, piano tuition no 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 let no. <laughs> my teacher told to my father i played the song called walk like an egyptian <laughs> like on the keyboard and the music teacher told my father he said your son can do a lot of music and my father was like no <laughs> and then he was, and then he, he was like i think your son should do some piano lessons that's when i met oh. another teacher of mine who taught me for elise and uh, that's all that's all i learned but i was still playing like hame tumse pyar kitna and all that only on right hand no left hand oh. so left hand wasn't existing only right hand was existing <laughs> you only play on right hand. i love it be like when will we learn chords then i went to college my college was really far away this is a real story i tell everybody and there was a college band and i wanted to join it like every teenager's dream and uh, it was so far away the guitar is the first instrument that everybody takes away so then you were like what do you play so then he said can you play keyboard i said yeah then I, one day i got my keyboard from my house to the college which is like 50 kilometers away then i took it back then i got tired I said damn i'm not going to carry this keyboard anymore so i picked up the bass 
and in I LA, got selected. Right? Yeah, in LA, and I got selected for a full ride scholarship. Yes. And then they selected me as a top five musician to go and compete in a competition. Mm. And it's so crazy because I was playing so much a new metal. Somebody introduced me to funk at that point of time. Wow. So my audition tape was one place I was playing Limp Bizkit, the other place I was playing Jamiroquai. Come on! So, and I don't good. know how to play them. So I was just like, after years later, one of my teachers told me that I have very good perception of picking up stuff like this. So I picked up all of these bass lines without understanding what chord and all that I played. I came second. So they gave me like 60% scholarship. That's then okay. I was like, I came back and then told my parents I want to go <laughs> study music. They're like, go finish your engineering first, which I dropped out. Yeah. But then I took a loan on myself and then I went to study. For me, when I think bass, I think like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so that's what I think. Also, yes, a great slap bass, man. Sure. Come on. So what is the second song you're going to play for me today? Because all this is new stuff, right? Unreleased. It's very exciting. Everything is unreleased. Yay. I feel so privileged. Next song I'm going to play on Made in India podcast mm. is called Everybody. For Everybody. Enjoy. What's it about? Not tell me. So this is from an EP. <laughs> you were like, took you two seconds. You're like, what is it about? <laughs> <laughs> Your brain like slowed down. There was like that silence of like, what to talk. Poof. Very good with sound effects. Yeah, yeah I love it. So, uh, Who doesn't sound design guy when you can only do it yourself? Poof. <laughs> Everybody, I wrote this song for an EP I've written called Solo at Your Party. Solo at Your Party? Yeah. Is this like one of those, like you walk into a restaurant and be like, table for one, please? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's oh. too gimmicky. But okay, uh, it's Solo at Your Party. It's like, I, go to, I don't go to parties. No? No. I mean, I'm very rare. So I'm very pretty solo. So I wrote, the first song I wrote was Everybody's. The whole thought was to write a song that is for everybody. So when they listen to it, they can get connected in their own way. I like it. So, your second song is Everybody. Everybody. For everybody.
that song was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Also, I enjoy watching you play bass because I genuinely think you're super talented. And I think, by the way, it's not just me. There are a lot of people that think you're super talented because I know that, and I'm quoting the internet when it says, Harshit is on every artist's must collaborate with list. Like, wow, I've got to I'm ask very him about blessed. this, huh? It is. It's like written on the internet. Wow. Like, there. I know that Karsh Kale had like seen some video that you'd put up and was like, I must collaborate with Hashbase. Yes. yes. And it's not just that. You collaborate with a ton of artists. And I think one of the things that people don't realize is that obviously being a sessions musician it takes it out of you a bit. And people think that it's like this high flying. What do you think about being? Session musicians are possibly the most underrated people, I feel. Yeah. I'm not saying possibly underrated, but I feel like Most being a session's life is pretty much on the go. I've been always a session musician ever since I started playing mm. in the scene or however you call it. And living in California for about six years, I saw that <laughs> there's a Netflix documentary called Hired Gun, which is quite literally what California is. You're a hired gun yeah. all the time. And uh, I've been a hired gun forever. <laughs> so... It's what do you think just, is the hardest part of being a session musician? I mean, you've got to discipline yourself. It's as simple as that. You have to discipline yourself. Like, I remember at one point in time, I was sessioning for 13 artists. 13? Yeah. Going, playing gigs, writing charts, one day at the weekender, the next day in a jazz club, then in mm. another festival, back to jazz club, another jazz fest, weekender, stuff like that. That's a bit nuts, man. Yeah, it's like, example, imagine playing for Sit Sri Ram one night. Yeah. The next night you go play Jazz Standards. Then the next weekend uh -huh. you're out playing with Pratikwar. Then the next night you come back and play with DCF Shapes, which is my trio. So you're doing like genres. That's And you lot, have to deliver. Man. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be on it. Yeah. So I always feel like with certain sessions artists, like here we're talking about like live performances. There's also like studio work that I'm sure you do as well. Yes. Have you ever gotten, because I'm a voiceover artist, so like I know when I get asked to do something strange. Yes. And uh, have you ever gotten a very strange instruction? Like what was the weirdest thing someone's asked you to sort of like channel or something or whatever that may be? That it's only one time I got this one. It was like, it was a sad song. Hmm. And they wanted me to feel sad when I play my piece. <laughs> so then how did you... They just said, please How do be I sad? feel sad while playing bass, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah? Then they looked at me and they're like, Andar se emotion leke aao. Like, bring it from his... Kya leke aao? <laughs> and then they asked the bass player also. It's like, I can play you sad notes. I can play you sad chords. Like, how do I bring... How, how? Man, imagine if I become sad. I know. It's a sad song already. Can you put your bass down and just go home and sleep? No. No, I'll pack, pack up my bass and go home and sleep. Why do I keep, keep, keep it down? <laughs> no, that but they is, asked me, they asked yeah. me, they're like, hey man, can you be sad? I said, man, I'll... Then the only thing that I did was like keep a straight face, play my bass line, put back home. And then they got it. Oh my gosh. That is weird. Like I said, like I've been a voiceover artist and sometimes they give you the strangest instructions. I'm like sure. at least like for, like being sad is one thing, but I've had people like, you know, you know, the thing is like they there needs to be more purple. I'm like, purple? What is that? I'm like, okay. Because that was their brand colors or something. And I'm sure. like, I don't know how I'm going to do the voiceover, but okay. Purple. Then. So for me, the stuff that I 
have been listening to nonstop is that, so I think 2019, um, about three or four years ago, your mom wasn't well. Yeah. And I remember you released this absolutely stunning track Man, for your thank mom you. called For Anita. Oh, wow. And I heard the song and it like melted my heart. And you know, like when you hear a song, then it hits like the deepest part of you, right? And you had Shubha Mudgal, you had Warren Blackstrat, Blues Mendonza, and Nikhil Malkin, who were on it, and obviously yourself, because I'd be weird if you weren't playing your own song. And it was, I think for me, when I heard it and you shared it with me, it was equal parts like love and pain, and it was wonderful. And so there's also, if anyone goes out there to please go check out for Anita, because there's the cutest photo of you and your mom, which I absolutely love. So what was it about this song that you felt like, I have to do this? And it was something uh, that you 2019, want. October. Well, thank you, first of all, me for liking the song. It's, it's uh, I feel like it's, I, there's no publicity, nothing. Mm. Just put it out for the world. And whoever has heard it, they felt a certain emotion, you know. But long story short, 2019, October, I lost my mom after five years of battle with health. And then I remember the pandemic happened. I didn't get time to grieve. And, uh, in the process of grieving, I kind of realized that, you know, we were all in, behind doors alone. And I kind of realized that I should, what's the best way that I could ever say things to my mother, which I couldn't say. Of course. I mean, the only thing that I possess is music. So why don't write a song? And coincidentally, a night before my mom passed away, I was playing a gig with Shubhaji. Really? Yeah. I was playing a gig with Shubhaji and Shubhaji was my mom's favorite singer. I had promised my mom that I would make her meet Shubhaji. And that's when it came in my head that the next day when my mom passed, the first person I called was Shubhaji, that my mom's passed. And months later, I thought that she would be the only person to do justice for a, as delicate thing as having a mother in mm -hmm. life. And I still remember that it was March of 2020, when the pandemic had just started. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea, I sent it to Warren, and Warren being Warren, recorded everything, including a drum track. <laughs> In possibly like an hour and a half, he sent it back to me, and he's like, Baba, this sounds great. And Whoa. by the way, the whole song was done in places, yeah. in everybody's houses, including the mixing, mastering, everything. And uh, I have to mention this, that first it went, it went to Warren, it came back from Warren, then I sent it to Nikhil. Nikhil recorded drums in his house, he sent it back to me. Then I did my stuff. Then I sent it to my very close mixing engineer buddy of mine, Randvi Sidhu from Chandigarh. He did all of the engineering on that while I asked Shubhaji to sing. As we were all stranded, so Shubhaji was stranded in Bombay. And I have to mention this because this is the most humbling thing that I've ever felt. And these are the moments that really has humbled me down. You know, you can do all the shoshabazi and everything, but she bought a mic. Uh, interface and recorded the song in the pandemic for me. No way. And she didn't know how to record properly. So she recorded the song in GarageBand and sent me the GarageBand file. And then she said sorry to me and said, Ki, I'm sorry for the delay. And I was like, if there was a way that I could just like uncover myself and just throw myself down on the floor, this was possibly the way. And I just love her. Like, I can't no. begin to say, and then she sang. I waited, I waited, I patiently waited. I waited for like good five, five and a half, six months for her to sing. 
constantly go check on her. She's like, I'm trying to come back and all that. Everybody did their bit. Their bit. And she was the last. And then I sent it to my friend, John Davis, who's the bass player for Jojo Mayer, who also won the wow. Grammy the same year for the best mixing engineer for the best jazz album with uh, Brad Mildow. He mixed it and sent it back to me. And I remember my deadline was October 19th, 2020. And we did it. And then I was like, how do I emote the, do I need an artwork? And I was going through the photos and then I found that photo of mine, mum, in 1997. That. that was so cute. <laughs> that song like stays close to my heart. So I think one of the things that this tribute to your mother was also that, and this was mentioned that all the proceeds were, you started like a memorial trust? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So me and my dad, we kind of decided because for five years we saw so much of, I would say like, not loophole is not the correct word, but sort of in a way. And there's so many financial disabilities that you go through, not just financial, but there's so many other things, you know, we went through day in, day out. That's why I moved back to India. And we kind of figured out that if that's best way that we could help people is through her name and her presence, mm-hmm. you know. So we started the Anita Mishra Memorial Trust, which is a registered trust under the government. And we've been trying to help people who are in neurology or they have certain problems. It's just me and my father who runs it. It's not a big thing, but in whatever possible way we can help people. So we give, like in COVID, I know for a fact that there was a lot of shortage of ambulances and all. So we kind of help people direct to hospitals, like how could take people. Sometimes I also took people. Sometimes like we did what we had to do. You know? Yeah, to help in whatever way. Yeah. So I all the proceeds from there have go goes to there. Yeah. Awesome. And I think Shubhaji had said something that was really beautiful, which is like, for a musician, love and loss are best expressed in song. Okay, so um, from that, I wanted to talk about your <laughs> most recent release, which Fruits. is... Fruits, <laughs> which is honestly, from like talking about this and your mom, that EP, and I'm going to, again, quote... A series of delicious tunes. It's literally fruits. <laughs> and I think one of the things that's there about that I like loved about fruits, because it again, I hadn't heard your stuff in a while. Like so that, you know, for Anita came out and then there was just like and then I wanted to kind of understand for me because I read this line that was describing fruits and it said that you wanted to create a sonic soundscape like GTA Vice City. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, so... Do you think it? you did? My closest friends know that I'm a huge GTA fan. That mm. game changed my life, Vice City. Vice City freaking changed, changed my life. changed your life? It changed my life. How? If you If you were like 12, 13 and you saw Vice City, damn, dude. <laughs> it freaking changed your life, dude. Tommy Vassetti is the shit. Who? Okay. <laughs> People in the room are laughing and they have a smile on their face because I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Anyway, so GTA mm. changed my life. And okay. then every single time I heard music, which now people term as synthwave or however you want to yeah. term it. See, I'm a huge fan of the 80s, by the way. It just all dates back, you know. My mom put me to listening to George Michael, MJ, Stevie when I was five. I didn't know Fair. who these guys were. It's a great and education. it was just like playing on the gramophone in my Nana's house. Up until I reached GTA and there was a radio station called Emotions 98.3. Inside that radio, they had songs by Cutting Crew and everybody who I was (laughs) like, dude, this is the music that I was listening to when I was a kid. Yeah, growing up. That's it. 
game over. <laughs> Literally. It was game over. And if you go play the game, it's in Miami. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Fruits EP. Yes. And the songs are like mango and pineapple and banana and Absolutely. strawberry and watermelon. So basically, while you were writing it, you were eating fruits. Is that correct? <laughs> so that's the first. Actually, it's very funny because me and my to-be wife, I can say this. Of course you can. We were stuck in Bangalore for eight months in the first pandemic. And oh. I had lost all my gigs like everybody. I wanted to write music. This was the first few pieces of music I wrote. And just to save it on my computer, I didn't know what to do. So the fruit that I would eat that day, would I would just save it and just like save it. The, you are now pineapple. No, no, mango. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I love it. So actually, I think the whole EP was fantastic. Obviously, I have my favorites. Everything was my Which favorite. Which is your favorite? So each one had Which a very... Which is your favorite? I, they're all. Okay, all, all everything that's emboldened oh. is like, yeah. So have you heard of like Ben Khan and Jay Paul? Okay. So I felt like Pineapple had that vibe. Oh, you did? Yeah, I really did. And <laughs> but for me, favorite. that is GTA Vice City. Yes, sir. Yeah. Pineapple is like, I could just put it in the new Vice City. If I'm currently also playing the remastered version. So just oh. let let that be another topic. Instead. Then <laughs> Banana was Funkalicious for uh-huh. me. And Watermelon, I very distinctly heard a very 90s vibe. And also yes. there was a beautiful bass, like the bass line. And, that was also, anyway. and Lotus was very sweet. That song was oh. like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so those were my faves and I loved Fruits. I thought it was a really great EP and I'm excited about all the new records you're going to be putting out there. So your last song for today is? My last song for today is Arcade. Coincidentally, since we're talking about video games. Yes, it's again. What a great segue. Yeah. Pats on the back for all of us. (laughs) Great. (laughs) But yeah. Tell me what Arcade's about and tell like the album EP that is part of. Okay, so I wrote Arcade. Yeah, that's also an EP where I'm going to put out a couple of tracks from that. I wrote that EP only because I had no songs from the gig. I mean, I had less songs for the gig, <laughs> which I had to play. Oh. So I wrote that EP and Arcade because I found some sounds. Again, I don't know. I won't say that I'm very influenced by video games, but I'm very influenced by 80s sound. I am influenced. Like, I was born in the 90s, but I'm so 80s. I can't even imagine. Like, I'm actually 80s. So it's fine. Okay. It's, okay. What's... it's not a competition. Okay, come on. It's not competition. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I wrote it. And I'm I'm a huge Daft Punk fan. Huge. Yeah. It's just the vocoder that gets me. Which is from, again, which dates back to Parliament Funkadelic. All yeah. of that style that you still use vocoders. From there, coming to Daft Punk, I was like, I want to use vocoders, but I did not have a vocoder keyboard yet. Yeah. So I found a nice vocoder sample. So I sampled it cool. into the song. And then and then I was like, uh, what should I play on the song? And I played things and programmed drums. And then I just like had played bass live. So that's how Arcade came into place. Awesome. Like again, sort of a, an 8-bit, 16-bit Sort of a vibe. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. But I'm not so, going into gaming anymore. Just no. <laughs> we already have Vice City. So yeah. So last song of your set. Arcade. Yeah.
was Arcade by Hash Bass, an unreleased song right here on Made in India. Harsha, thank you so much for being on the show and giving us a look into your music. Now, if you like this episode... <sighs> so, you know, when you listen to the episode and you think, wow, this music, it sounds so beautiful. There are people who do what we call mixing. And I don't mean literally like a blender. It's very different in regards to music. So here is one of our wonderful engineers who's mixed some of the music on some of our episodes. Here's Arya with a little special message. Hi, I'm Arya. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on the podcast app of your choice. Come say hi to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Made in India. See you next week. Same time, same place. Are we done?